702. I want us to talk about family dynamics and conflict during the holidays. Uh, the festive season can bring lots of joy and an opportunity to reconnect with family and friends through the various gatherings we normally do. But the reality, and this is for many people, the festive season can also be a time of increased stress depending on family dynamics, depending on the relationship you have with your family. Maybe some of you have not spoken to your siblings in the last year or maybe more or the last couple of months and you're going to be meeting for the first time. Maybe some of you have had conflicts with your parents, but it's time to go home and now you have to face them and things are really not spoken, but you know that there's a big elephant in the room. Or maybe some of you, you've since taken a decision to follow a different religion or you perhaps have come out. You've been living your life, but the family has not accepted your sexuality or your own beliefs or belief system, whatever they are. And now you've got to sit down on the table with these people. How do you manage those dynamics with people you care about but there's conflict that's bubbling under. Because huh? personality conflicts, these yearly fights, these difficult dynamics can ruin the festivity of the season. Because how we interact with our families can dictate our mood and the overall experience that we have with them. We might find ourselves in uncomfortable situations because of those long-standing conflicts, because, because of those differing beliefs or some continued patterns of behavior. Some people have been ignoring their parents or siblings because they just wanted peace. And now they've got to be forced to be in this same environment with them. So how can you better respond to holiday family drama? I want us to give you some tips on how to deal with challenging family dynamics and conflict during the holiday season. And if you've got some tips yourself, maybe you're already at home. How have you managed those conflicts? Give some of our listeners who are still preparing to go home or are even considering whether they should be going home to face that level of uncomfortability and stress. What's the best way to respond to holiday family drama? And do family gatherings often fill you with dread? Are you one of those people who's not looking forward to the Christmas lunch? How have you been managing the family stress during the holidays? What dynamics do you think are existing in your family that are making it not a pleasant experience? Please share your experiences with us on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Nkateko Ndala Mahoro is a psychologist who's going to guide us through this conversation. Thank you for making time for us. Nkateko, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Clement, and uh, good morning to all the two listeners. Okay. I want us maybe to start by looking at how sometimes people have it difficult during the holiday season. Why are the holidays difficult for many families? I think that you have already pointed out um, right in the introduction, you know, this is a time that is supposed to be filled with uh, joy, laughter, you know, good memories, connection. Uh, but some people find that their anxiety is heightened 
um, mainly because of what they know they will find at home. So maybe those memories that used to be created by a particular person, that particular person is no more. It could be a matriarch in the family. It could be the patriarch in the family. Um, you know, so they, they are anxious about how it's going to look like now that it's different. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, people have outgrown certain traditions as well, but they are unable to address how they have outgrown those uh, family uh, traditions. Uh, so they might be preferring to go away, travel, uh, where their families uh, are expecting them to come back home. So obviously that whole clash of, you know, this is how I want to do Christmas. And uh, maybe the one that we commonly know as well is where the Makotis as well. They will go home to a uh, the husband's family where they are expected to do certain chores. And maybe that Makoti was waiting throughout the year very hard and they are looking forward to take a break but they are unable to so it can bring those kind of discomfort as much as it's time you know for the festivities but then then you find that anxiety is is, is provoked in, in a person because of their perspective and how they want to celebrate the festivities and different from what is the so-called tradition mm. so how do we manage that um those dynamics do do i just keep quiet even when there are constantly things that are being said that are upsetting me or you just ignore that big elephant in the room and the fact that there's actually conflict that's bubbling because you're just there for four days five days or three days and and you just want peace what's the best way to deal with these dynamics and and these these conflicts during this season when you're talking about peace, uh, Clement, I usually ask clients who's peace. <laughs> mm. Because if for those two, three, four days you are not at peace yourself, we're then wondering who's peace. Um, if you feel empowered, I will say individuals who feel empowered enough, who are already assertive, maybe they have walked a particular uh, journey, maybe with a therapist to unpack things, and they feel quite empowered um, to broach the subject, I will say bring it up. Uh, you know, maybe how the, a particular uncle or aunt addresses you. Um, they, will, they might even make comments about your body or the fact that you are not yet married or you don't have a house or a, or a car or whatever the case might be. Or, you know, so, so I will say for anybody who is empowered, um, you know, do approach it, uh, do confront the situation. But where you feel that you are not in a place where uh, you, you can stand up for yourself and be able to discuss things rationally and everything goes the other direction. Um, it's not a bad thing. If things become emotive, it's, it's okay. But if you feel it's not going to serve you in any way to also bring it up, rather than um, you, know, you keep quiet, you observe, um, maybe here and there, you just mention what are your expectations there. You mention what are your preferences and you just test the waters. If people are ready, they will be receptive. If they are not, obviously they will reject. Um, but you, you also know your family very well, um, to know what subjects uh, go and what does not. So I will say it will be two different kinds of people. Uh, the ones that um, are already in a place where they have a voice and they can be assertive, then you can bring it up. But if you you are still overly sensitive around the subject that you want to bring up, uh, rather 
spend those two or three days, um, I will not say in peace because you will not be in peace, but giving other people peace. Uh, and then, then at your at the uh, expense of your own peace. Yeah, and how do you set and maintain those healthy boundaries with the the tricky family dynamics or difficult family members? Um, you know, sometimes people say, "Well, I've decided I'm actually not going to go home, or I'm not going to be part of the family lunch because I'm I'm choosing to choose my peace." Um, is that the best way to deal with it? Or can I still be part of of the family gatherings, but somehow set boundaries so that I'm not triggered and, and I'm not put in a position where I am, in fact, uncomfortable? It, it also depends on that family. If it's a family that is understanding, you are able to put in those boundaries and you are able to communicate to say, I don't like it when we talk about this or that subject can be rather change the subject or that is not funny anymore. Um, but that is their understanding. I mean, other families will just make comments to say, oh, uh, because now you know English, you think you are better than us or because you, you know, are a career person or a business person, you think you now know better than us. Um, so what you were mentioning about other people maybe keeping uh, themselves away from those engagements, it can be a way of coping. Um, it is an avoidant way of coping, but it's not necessarily unhealthy, especially where you have not been able to put emo- emotional boundaries. Uh, you know, the physical boundaries can be a way of protecting you from that situation when you are not yet ready to put in the emotional boundaries because the boundaries also, they, they differ. And And for others who are even unable to, Put in uh, physical boundaries who are unable to say, I'm not coming or I'm not going to be part of this because of this, this, this. You can also make excuses. We're waiting all the time. Here am I, I'm waiting. I can make an excuse and say, you know, I'm unable to join in the dinner because maybe I'm waiting a night shift or I'm uh, in a 24-hour crisis line. So you can uh, possibly, if you feel you don't have that voice yet, to just make an excuse, nobody will know the difference. Ah, uh, so, okay. And it, and then what about people who feel actually I'm going home and I just, instead of really beating around the bush and not talking about what directly is the problem that everybody is thinking, I am going to raise it. What's the best way to raise those issues? It's a, it's a difficult one, given that, um, you know, I mean, let's say you are all, communing in the a, in a same house uh, or under the same roof and you have the subject the second or the third day of your five-day visit and things go uh, south, you know, uh, so it's quite um, uh, tricky to bring it up at that exact time. I would say that maybe prepare your family members that this is what I want to speak when we meet rather than bringing it up there and there. In that, you will be able to assess, are they ready to hear me out on the subject or are they not yet ready? So some who are not avoidant, they will even ask, what do you want to speak about? Those who are avoidant might also know what you want to speak about, but because it's an elephant in the room, we might not be able to, you know, maybe it's about how do we, how did we share mom's uh, clothes or headboard or who takes care of the house? now that everybody is in Gauteng or, you know, overseas. So the best 
other than bringing it up there and there because you are not sure of anybody's reaction and you cannot control anybody's reaction and emotion and now having to be uh, sort of forced in inverted commas to stay in the same place, especially if there's no guest house uh, close by to go to, you know, um, it could be very, very, very tricky. And in you trying to exercise the boundaries, in you trying to be assertive, you might be discouraged to do that in the future because of how other people uh, reacted in a in a hostile way. So I would say prepare your family members or friends or, you know, if maybe you're going out with childhood friends um, to say, this is the subject that I want to bring up or I want us to speak about this on day one so that we untake it as the day, go- as the day goes, goes by. Uh, I'm there for four days, I'm there for three days, I'm there for five days. What do you think about this? And if people are open, you know, they will be able to engage. If they are not, you will hear it from their feedback. Mm-hmm. It's 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. It's our Family Matters feature. And this morning we're discussing how to manage family dynamics and conflict during the holidays. This festive season, some of us are going home um, and we are going home to conflict. We're going home to a potential scenario where we may be triggered um, for whatever reason. So how can you best respond to holiday family drama? You've heard what Ngateko has had to say um, in terms of dealing with the challenging family dynamics or the conflict in your family during the holidays. How do you deal with it? Um, give us a call on 011-883-0702 or a WhatsApp on 072-702-1702. How do you deal with conflict? Um, the trauma that you've experienced. You know, often, yes, this holiday season can bring lots of joy. It's an opportunity to reconnect with the family, with the friends, but this period can also be a time of increased stress for other people depending on their family dynamics. So how do you deal with that? Are you a type that raises the issues when you're there having lunch? Are you a type that just keep things under the carpet? I'm just here for three days. I'm not going to entertain any drama. Yes, we know what the big elephant in the room is, but I'm not going there for the sake of peace. So are you a type that just decides I'm actually going to stay away? I'm not going to go there because I value my peace more. And if you've got some tips for other listeners who are dealing with families that have conflict, who are dealing with potential triggers when they go home, what tips do you have for them? Let's go to your WhatsApp voice notes. Hey, Clement. On the subject that you're talking about, I actually had my cousin's wedding on the weekend and uh, I was asked to be part of, you know, people Baba Layang before the actual festivities. And um, I declined i mean i've been seeing a therapist for a long time i declined because um you know my cousin's dad sexually violated me when i was a teenager i was probably around 18 or 19 and i'm in my 40s now and um, i've seen my therapist and we spoke about it and i said i'm not going to be part of that because the dad is probably going to be there and be in my face and I, I don't want to be in that space, but I will be part of the, you know, uh, of the church service and part of the, you know, reception. And because there's other people, I don't have to be in the same room and feel, you know, uncomfortable. And um, that's um, what I did. Thank you, Isabella. Mm. 
Yeah, no, um, I, I hear that. Yeah, and is that Gateko? I mean, if it works for you, right? Do what makes you, mm. and that gives what gives you peace. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and that's very healthy. Yeah, because we can often see it as, oh, uh, anonymous, you have been through therapy. Uh, you most probably went through uh, forgiving this person or having to let it go and so on. What's the big deal about being in the same room as this person? But you might find that it's still very, very triggering for them uh, to be in the same space. And, and, and I'm even guessing, possibly, I mean, whether it, it, it is the case or not, where the uncle might not have even asked for forgiveness or um, uh, rendered an, uh, an apology, uh, but as I said, it's also immaterial whether they ask forgiveness or not. A trigger is a trigger, and, and, and that's very, very healthy. It's not being avoidant. It's to know I know myself, and I know how I will react, and I don't want to uh, react in that way. So this is what I choose versus this. So it, it, it's emotionally mature. Mm, yeah. Here's another WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Clement. Uh, you know, the topic is directly talking to me. Honestly, you know, I don't know if I should be going home this time around or what. Last year around this time, you know, I suffered. I suffered. I was made to buy a grocery for a bro who had brought five kids and his wife. Worse, they didn't want to buy food. I was the only one who had to contribute. So... What happened is I had to leave before Christmas back to Johannesburg. I heard now he's at home. We have not been talking for almost three months now. So this year I'm not going home. Anonymous in Johannesburg. Hmm. That's another aspect actually that we take for granted often in Kateko. The, the kind of pressure that's often put on people, even financial pressure. And, and people just feel... I'm unable to go because also when you tell them at home that I do not have money for this and that, you may be seen as being snacks. You don't want to assist. Um, how do people deal with the, the financial pressure that comes with going home that is beyond what they're able um, to, to, um, you know, to, to deliver? And that you need to also really say what is the boundary that you can work within. Um, I think for Anonymous, it's so, so, so unfair to have to buy groceries uh, for a family uh, of about, what, six, seven, and yet you still have to come back, have to set, be set up. Most of the Joe Beggars or the Houteling, uh, you know, they might even be changing um apartments or housing, you know, they are expected to put down a deposit. Also sit down with your family because they might not uh, know what is happening and they thinking, as you say, um, you know, or snacks, so you're being funny mm. uh, with your money um, now that you, 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 you are born in a way. But you need to also uh, sit them down and say, this is what is happening. Inflation. Uh, things have gone up, and life in uh, the city is not the same as life in the as Lalene, in the villages. Um, you know, it's much more expensive. So what they might be seeing as you being able to afford, um, it, it's not necessarily the reality, or it could 
possibly not be your reality. Uh, and, and, and there's a, actually a video that I did, uh, I think about two years ago on December Blues uh, on our YouTube channel. And I was speaking about how other people, just to prove that they have made it in life, when they go home, they go home with fancy uh, cars. So they will rent out cars um, so that their family members can think that they are making it big, but only to find that, uh, and I'm just going to use a silly example of they are in mid-range, you know, with an unfinished apartment, but then, then they are coming home with this rental car, a fancy SUV, a 4x4, and they are already portraying an image. And no wonder then their families will have this high expectations of things that they are unable to then meet those demands. And I'm not saying it's, it's like that all across, but I'm saying also there's the, an the image that can often be created. Having said that also, uh, Clement and the listeners, is that there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life and enjoying your money. Actually, I have a client who um, she could not go out for a day with the aunts and the mothers uh, to another city, but then, then she opted to do that with a friend over here. They went to a fancy restaurant, she took pictures, she posted them, and then the aunts were asked to say, oh, you could not go with a holiday with us, uh, we are Somela. But then, then here you are going to a fancy restaurant. But, and I said to her, tell them it's your money. You are at liberty to spend it however way you want to. So you need to then communicate to say, this is my money. When I'm able to, I will be able to support and give you something. But where I'm unable to, this is where I end. But it also does not stop me from for going for those holiday uh, overseas uh, trips or for buying myself fancy stuff because... I'm the one who's working hard, um, and, and most of the time, family members will just trip you and say, we are the one who took you to school, we were there when you were nobody, and so on. But at the end of the day, I'm the one who also studied for those exams as much as you took me to school, and that was also part of your responsibility as my parent, if it is a parent who is saying um, uh, those comments. So I'm, I'm saying it, it is twofold where... There's an image that becomes created and where it's not clarified to the family members, they can have um, very unrealistic expectations is to sit them down and tell them. And, and you don't even have to disclose to say, I'm earning this much and I'm, um, you know, uh, spending this much. But to say, I'm unable to make it to whatever you're expecting, but here's a 200 grand, here's a 500 grand, whatever it is, but also don't stop to live your own life. Um, at, 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 at liberty. Mm, yeah. I've got some more WhatsApp voice notes coming through and some calls as well on 011-883-0702. We'll get to them after the latest in eyewitness news headlines. How do you deal with family dynamics, with the conflict in your family during the holidays? It's 1130. 702. Family Matters. All right, let's continue with our Family Matters feature. Your calls on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. How do you deal with family dynamics, the conflict during the holidays? Uh, are you a type that goes and you just bury it under the carpet because you don't want to cause drama? Are you someone who prefers to actually talk about these issues? What is it um, that you do as you manage the family dynamics and conflict during the holidays. And Kateko Ndalama Khoro is a psychologist who's guiding us through this conversation. Let's start with your WhatsApp voice notes. Hi, Clement. I'm actually of the opinion that, you know, family can be toxic. 
um, family members can be extremely cancerous and almost malignant. And at times, there's nothing wrong with just cutting them off. I mean, if you had a malignant uh, cyst in your body, you'd excise it, you'd get rid of it. And I think that at times, we must not be fearful of just cutting that off. Um, and spending more times in pouring more into your friendships because I believe that friends and friendships sometimes add more value to your life than toxic and malignant family members who are just take, take, take and they don't give anything, they don't pour into you. So that's just my opinion. I used to have anxiety, I'm sorry for that. Um, I used to have anxiety of going because I'm not married I'm, and I'm in my 40s now and everybody keep on asking me, when are you getting married, when are you getting married? And um, not that I'm not in a relationship because of my sexuality. So I was not ready to come out and tell them, okay, I'm, I'm in a same-sex relationship. Yo, but now I'm, I'm feeling better because the person who used to come up with those questions Hey, uh, marriage is sharing him flames, so he's not asking me anything <laughs> anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, marriage is sharing him flames, my goodness. Um, that's another aspect in Kateko that's being raised here. Someone who says, I used to be scared to go home because then I have to answer the questions of when you're getting married. Yo, if I got a rand every time yes. that question was asked, every time I'm home, I would be a millionaire now. Um, oh, or constantly okay. by the aunties, the uncles, the neighbors. Mm-hmm. When are you getting married? Da 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 da. Ha. And and for some people, I mean, I'm at a point where it hasn't gotten to a point where it, it really gets to me and it, it irritates me. You know, I, there's a way I deal with it. Um, but mm-hmm. how how for people who are at a point where they're like, but I can't I can't be dealing with this for whatever reason. In this case, this listener says his reason is that he is in the same sex relationship and he used to be scared to say it but the person who used to ask that question is no longer um, asking it but there are other people who have actually decided i don't want to get married or i'm not ready for marriage they're still enjoying their their single lives and and maybe they do have a girlfriend um but they're choosing that's not the time to get married but the question is constantly coming how do they deal with that yeah and it's the other questions that I may, um, listed, you know, when are you getting a house? When are you getting pregnant? Mm, um, so it's mm. a similar, um, category of, uh, of questions. I think it's, um, it's social norms. So it's, uh, it's almost seen as a progression of life for life to be seen as being progressive for you now that you have a career, now that you have a house or whatever. When are you getting married? Or now that you are married, when are you uh, falling pregnant and all of that? Um, it depends also of uh, to whom is the question asked. Uh, if for, if it's a soul for you, obviously it will be a, a heavy question to be asked and, and having to deal in different contexts with different people because it will not be a, a same set of people that ask the, the question. But if you are obviously exposed to the same set of people, then you can just say to them, you know what, I'm choosing not to get married or we're choosing not to have a baby or actually I'm choosing not to have a car, but to have a, a, a bike rather, you know, to live like uh, people in Europe. Uh, so you, you can be able to then clarify that with them. Uh, and, and it's more manageable because the same set, but if you, um, 
now exposed to different sets and you have to explain yourself again and again, especially if you are vocal about it, then it can be uh, tiring because new people will ask. And as I mentioned, is it something that is a, a soft point for you? Is it something that you are working through? Uh, maybe you are already seeing yourself um, as a failure or uh, not being on par with your peers. It can be a very uh, triggering question, uh, that one. So it's really to gently... Uh, in a in a way that will help people that are asking that question to to say you know what I would rather not uh, have you not ask that again especially if your intentions are to get married or you are struggling to fall pregnant uh, you can then digress and and say can we talk about something else or can we uh, play a game uh, because I'm not comfortable with us talking about this you know my struggle uh, with maybe hokeralinyalo uh, or to to fall pregnant um, or maybe my house being repossessed and so on so it depends on which set of people uh, you're talking to I also uh, Clement want to address the the voice note from uh, the first uh, the the first one before mm. um, the the one that we're addressing now where uh, she's talking about friends being family. And I often in, in therapy speak about redefining relationships because sometimes we hold on so much from relationships that don't serve us at all. You know, we call people family when they are not acting like family, when they are not, their role is not family to me. Um, but uh, friends become more like family than those family members. And because by virtue of the, the biology or the physiology of having given birth to a particular person, uh, sorry, uh, you know, being born in a particular family, you think that that is the only family you have. And I think, um, uh, you know, the first voice note was really uh, quite, it's, it's quite good to see it in that way, to say, um, can we still establish other family forms of family? Uh, that's what I call it. Um, in other people, maybe it's your colleagues that you become so, so fond of and close and you do things and they get you or, or even friends or even neighbors, um, your cat, your dog. Um, so that can also work as well. Other than holding on to this idea of family needs to be people that I was born in or people that gave birth uh, to me and, and redefine that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Hi, Clement. Hope well, man. She's this topic. Man. So for me, it's simple. Anything that disturbs my peace and my family's peace, my wife and kids' peace, I stay away from. That is also because I know how I would be reacting to anything that disturbs my peace. And in most cases, it's not nice. So I stay away. So family members especially, those are the ones that hit the hardest. And um, I don't have time for those. So I stay away. And it just gives me peace. Okay. Um, another person says, hello, Clement. I'm so glad that I'm divorced. You know, during this time, my husband's siblings would act as if they're living in a hotel, expecting me to clean and cook for them and their kids. That's a message from Anonymous in Johannesburg. Yo, is there still that expectation? Do you coming through? You know, people are not making their beds. They're just leaving utensils lying around when they've eaten you must come and clean after them as if you know you are there to work for them i mean is that explanation i mean expectation still there because that's that's another reason why people stay away from these family gatherings definitely and it's still there it's still very very strong i had a client she she was ill like physically ill 
But all the in-laws, because she is an, a, a, a Makoti, she was expected to do all of those things and she did it in pain. And the husband did not see that. Even in, in couples therapy, the husband said, but I cannot change my expectation of your, uh, the expectation of my family about you being Makoti. And it was really, really, really hurtful. And, and again, not to say that for this anonymous, it is any better that the family members are coming to her house, maybe her house is uh, nicely air-conditioned in this 36 degree and, you know, tiled and all of that. We can just imagine those who are going to other provinces that I will not mention and they are expected to cook on the on, on the ground, on the ground fire. And it's in the Makoti uh, sense where they are waking up, they are making the porridge, nothing wrong with all of that. Is it a, a an expectation that I can also stomach or is it now um, looking like slavery to me? Because now, because Makoti is here for the three weeks that they're here, all the cousins and everybody else, um, she needs to tend to them. And it's not even a holiday for them. Remember, this particular person could be working full time or even a business owner or, you know, um, an executive. But in this time, because they are now expected as a good Makoti to do all of this, it means then they are not taking rest, um, which which means uh, they have to relook at the fam- those family traditions. Mm-hmm. Hello, Clement. This is Anonymous. So what do you do when you have got five siblings and your mother or your parents are not in good terms with the other siblings and now every time they need money they come to you and it's now putting pressure on me because now my other siblings are also working but because they don't have a good relationship with the mother or my mother or our mother then every time she comes to me for money and other things Mm. so maybe your guest can assist them yeah that's so tricky so now you are overburdened with this financial responsibility because the mom is not getting along with the other siblings and therefore can't go to ask them any tips there uh, it's a it's it's can be seen as a root question why are we being asked money in the first place uh why do we have to there's no obligation i think uh, we have covered this in some of the uh, family matters uh, in 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 the parentified child or taking responsibilities that are not uh, your your own and it's to maybe also communicate that to say uh, it has become burdensome for me yes uh, maybe i have the means but the means um are they usually meet my own needs uh, versus extending it to many other people that I've not budgeted uh, uh, for. So it's to communicate that openly with mom to say uh, as much as I am, you know, I look like I'm making it, but I, I'm able to make it for myself and maybe for my household and where I have the extra, I will be able to extend a hand. Mm-hmm. Let's go to some more whatsapps but before that maybe let me read this one from uh, anonymous who says clement i had a small family um got cut off by my brother for a reason i don't know i tried to find out but no answers i don't see my elderly father often i don't get invited to family gatherings so i spend christmas on my own something i've gotten used to oh anonymous i'm sorry to hear that 
Um, but again, I mean, if some, for some people, if it's something that gives you peace, absolutely put yourself first. Uh, but I hope you're able to somehow fix things with, with the family, things that have gone wrong. Another one says, Clement, I'm also not going home um, in Soweto. I feel exploited by my siblings. I'm the only one uh, who brings food and, and buys them alcohol. And once they get drunk, they all turn on me and end up leaving home unhappy. Uh, that's a message from Anonymous. How do you get your siblings to also help out in the contribution for things like grocery and or or if there's going to be a braai on the Christmas day so that everybody chips in and they are contributing because some siblings are scared to even tell the others. And I'm not suggesting here that even with the siblings that are not employed or don't have, you know, jobs that would allow them to contribute, then they are forced to do so. But in some cases you've got siblings who are very, much capable and have the resources to contribute that thousand rand, but they're not doing it because they're taking advantage of a Nkatek or whom they know or they assume has more money than them and therefore must carry all the responsibilities. Do you get your parents to talk to the siblings or, or do you put up a brave face and say, guys, we've got to really work together here? Um. I mean, it depends on the family dynamics because you might find that it's the parents who have enabled that um, habit of them having an expectation that it is that particular sibling who is supposed to take care of things. Uh, usually the first place to start, and uh, this is usually the, the, the tip that I give to my clients is to say, um, are we meeting this year? Where are we meeting? How much are we contributing? So it's an open-ended. Mm. You're not volunteering anything. Uh, you know, you're not saying I'm coming because already I'm coming. There's expectation. You're already creating an expectation because I am the money maker. I'm the breadwinner or I look like I am, you know, uh, uh, or whatever. So it's to open that question and say, are we meeting? Which date? And what would you guys like to do? So let's say somebody says let's go out to a park all right we are 16 it's 16 of us the park uh, cost about a thousand and uh, how much do we each contribute and as you were saying it's not to force uh, the ones that are not working or the ones that do not have a means to contribute something but in the thousand rands i believe somebody can come up with a 10 rand another one 200 rands another one 20 rands and at the end of the day there is meaning in your gathering versus just having somebody, um, uh, you know, that being on somebody's shoulders. And, and also I want to address, especially for adult, uh, I will say adult children, um, when you are uh, addressing the issue of unemployment, I am not naive to think that unemployment is high, but there are means in which people can still be a valuable a member of the society, uh, because that's also when people silence themselves and say, oh, I'm not going to take a decision because I'm not chipping in. But when you have chipped in a 10 rand or a 20 rand, you are able to be a de decision maker in the whole family, because that's also how the dynamics 
work out. When somebody is the one who is seen to be contributing more, then they are put in a position to also be taking decision. And now the whole family gangs against that person because, oh, that is the favorite because the uncles listen to, to him or to her when she speaks because she's got money, which is not the case. It's, it, it's a, it, it's a form of empowerment and let's all empower each other and not put each other in a place of disempowerment. Mm, yeah, here's another one. Hi, Clement. Um, December term used to be nightmares for me in my own family. Like I've got my own house, my own family, where I'm expected to do everything in the house. Everybody's just relaxing. I'm up in the house, do whatever. So that was really making me unhappy. So I made a resolution. December, I relax. I don't want any visitors. I buy disposable plates, cups. So the only thing I wash um, is pots. And anyway, I'm working towards buying a dishwasher. People judge me. My husband judge me and say, um, but yeah, that makes me happy. Visitors, not welcome at December because then when they're there, you have to clean. The house has to be um, tied up. So I leave my kids to do whatever they want. Mm. I leave them. I clean when I need to clean. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your WhatsApp voice notes. And Kateko, as always, uh, thank you so much for guiding us through this important conversation. Kateko Ndala Mahoro is a psychologist. Good luck with managing all those difficult family dynamics and conflict during the holiday season.